Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com. It's Wednesday, May 24th. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. A new documentary focuses on the life of baseball legend Yogi Berra. His granddaughter says he never forgot his St. Louis roots. The Hill really shaped who he was. He, he was a St. Louis fan his entire life. He watched more Cardinals games than Yankee games. He came back here whenever he had a chance. We will explore the life of Yogi Berra and the documentary It Ain't Over in just a few minutes. 43 clerics and religious brothers in the Diocese of Belleville sexually abused children or adults since 1950. That is the latest finding from Illinois Attorney General Kwame Raoul. St. Louis Public Radio's Will Bauer reports. Previously, the diocese that covers 28 counties in southern Illinois identified 18 clergy members as having credible allegations of sexual misconduct. Three more were identified after their deaths, but this new statewide report more than doubles the total. David Clossy is a local activist with the Survivors Network of Those Abused by Priests. He says he was disappointed that there were no criminal charges filed. When men who deliberately and repeatedly hide the truth and protect predators, when those men face even the possibility of criminal charges, we think that has an enormous deterrence effect. In a statement, Belleville Bishop Michael McGovern says he apologizes to anyone who's been abused by a representative of the church. In Belleville, I'm Will Bauer, St. Louis Public Radio. A 19-year-old man from Chesterfield will appear in federal court in D.C. today to face several charges, including threatening to kill, kidnap, or inflict harm on the president. Saivarshith Kandula was charged after a driver tried to run a box truck into the White House. Court documents show Kandula says he wanted to seize power. They also indicate the security breach was planned for six months. The documents quote Kandula as saying he admires the authoritarian nature of Nazis. Authorities say Candela flew in a one-way ticket from St. Louis to Washington this week, rented a truck, and immediately went to the White House. The largest annual gathering of the geospatial industry is in St. Louis this week, drawing thousands of people downtown. St. Louis Public Radio's Eric Schmidt reports the Geoint Symposium comes at a critical time for the region. The symposium is drawing people from across the national geospatial industry, including those from the Defense Department and established commercial companies. Regional leaders say it gives St. Louis the chance to solidify its status as a national leader for the industry since the new NGA campus opens in a few years. Keith Masbach spent 10 years as the CEO of the U.S. Geospatial Intelligence Foundation. St. Louis put in the effort years ago to have this new facility built here and then recognized that that was not the end of the journey, that was the beginning of the journey. Massback says this commitment to geospatial gives the region a large advantage as that technology breaks into other sectors like ag tech and fintech. I'm Eric Schmid, St. Louis Public Radio. U.S. Senator Dick Durbin says he does not believe the Biden administration should invoke the 14th Amendment as a way to prevent a debt ceiling default. Some legal experts suggest the amendment could be applied to the debt limit because it says public debt, quote, shall not be questioned. I don't know that that will work because it will surely be uh, challenged in court and that takes time, days, maybe even weeks, and we don't have that kind of time. The Illinois Democrat says he's getting nervous that Congress and the Biden administration may not reach an agreement by June 1st. 
The new mayor of East St. Louis has rehired a police chief who left the job earlier this year. Mayor Charles Powell III has put Kendall Perry back into the chief's job. Perry replaces Kentrell Patterson, who served as interim chief. The Belleville News Democrat reports Patterson has retired after he was informed the old chief was returning. Perry and three other city workers claimed earlier this year they were pushed out after not supporting the re-election bid of former Mayor Robert Eastern. Eastern has denied the accusation. Panera has a new CEO. Jose Alberto Duenas will head the company starting July 1st. He has been the president and CEO of Einstein Bagels. Duenas is replacing Nuran Shaduri as the Sunset Hills-based company's leader. He will become chairman of Panera Brands. A new documentary introduces St. Louis native and baseball legend Yogi Berra to a new generation. It Ain't Over had its local premiere last week. Yogi's granddaughter, Lindsay Berra, and director Sean Mullen hope the movie makes more people aware of the Hall of Famer's accomplishments on and off the field. We talked about the documentary and Yogi's life. I want to channel my inner baseball geek. Sure. Um, that <laughs> Let's ni- geek out. <laughs> that 1950 season. He hit 322. 28 home runs, 124 runs batted in. But what I think is the most impressive is 12 strikeouts in nearly 600 at-bats. Yeah. You would think those numbers would elevate his reputation among the baseball pundits, so to speak. It's crazy because you would expect that baseball people, that the stat geeks, would think of him more often up in the top levels of catchers and of players of all time. And you did talk to some baseball people in the documentary who have somewhat of a knowledge of of the game. I want to play some audio from that right now. This will be uh, Bob Costas, who we're all familiar with here in St. Louis, the late Vin Scully, and actor Billy Crystal sharing their thoughts about Yogi Berra, the baseball player. He has one of the greatest World Series resumes of any player ever. Yogi was representing not the big guys, but he was representing kind of us, the stickball kids in the street. He was a giant. I mean, he was the most overlooked superstar in the history of baseball. So, Sean, when you hear a cut like that, what makes you think of, uh, about Yogi? Well, I was thinking about those interviews, actually, how great it was to sit down with those you know, luminaries and discuss another luminary, Yogi. But as far as stats go with Yogi, my favorite stat that's not in the film, there are only two players in the history of baseball to finish in the top four of MVP voting seven years in a row, Yogi Berra and Mike Trout. And he's not normally thought of in that kind of echelon of player. There's a couple more baseball moments I want to talk about. The 1956 perfect game by Don Larson. Mm-hmm. Uh, how much did he talk about that? He didn't bring it up so much on an everyday basis, but he was interviewed about it very often. So I heard him talk about it a lot. Grandpa calls that game and Don does not shake him off in 97 pitches. Tony Kubek says in the documentary it should be called the Larson Barra perfect mm-hmm. game because Grandpa was really the, the architect of that day. Another World Series game. It's against the Dodgers. Jackie Robinson is on third base, and he takes off. Yankee catcher Yogi Berra roars in protest, but Jackie Robinson has stolen home the most exciting moment in World Series history. I'm under the impression after seeing the documentary that he never got over that call. No, he. it was so funny. It would crack me up. We would be out in like public somewhere, and someone would come up to Grandpa and want to ask him about that, and they would get the first syllable of Jackie's name out. They would go, was Jackie? And Grandpa would go, oh, he was out. 
I like to take a more 30,000 foot view of that play and it doesn't really matter whether Jackie was safe or out. What matters is that he was in. I think that if baseball doesn't integrate, the country doesn't get where it's going with the civil rights movement. I was always very proud of Grandpa for his position and, and kind of how he helped with the integration of baseball just by not saying no. And that extended into other areas as well, where he was an ally for, for several groups. He didn't really care who you were, where you were from, what you looked like. He just cared what you brought to the table. Later in Grandpa's life, he did become an LGBTQ ally because it's the right thing to do. As you were mentioning, when this project first came in your mind, how am I going to do this? Where's the drama and everything? It came across to me like a love story on, on several levels. Well, absolutely. I mean, love is what it's all about, right? That's why we're all here. So, uh, you know, I wanted to find a way to to really showcase the extraordinary love that Yogi had definitely for his wife, Carm, and they had a 65-year relationship that was really just incredible. How do you think his upbringing here on the Hill in St. Louis impacted the rest of his life? I think it gave him a tremendous work ethic. The Hill really shaped who he was. He, he was a St. Louis fan his entire life. He watched more Cardinals games than Yankee games. He came back here whenever he had a chance. And cousin Mary Frances, who's my aunt, grandpa's sister Josie's daughter, still lives in the house on the Hill. So the Barra roots are still very firmly here in St. Louis. It Ain't Over had its St. Louis debut recently. Director Sean Mullen and executive producer Lindsay Barra, Yogi Barra's granddaughter, thank you both for your time. Thanks so much for having me. Go to the movies, folks. <laughs> yeah, please bring everyone. A big thanks to Jonathan All for working as the editor on that report. Ashley Listenby is the news director of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.